0: Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Hello, and welcome to Self-Improvement Atlas, the Personal Science Insight podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of Life Management Science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm your host, Aditi Kuti. Let's get on with the show. Today, I'm sitting with Amy Dirks, a sports nutritionist. Um, Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Now, you're here to talk to us about nutrition, um, especially nutrition in regards to mental health. Could you tell us a little bit more um, about how you would kind of define this and a bit of your personal story with this?
1: Sure. Um, so in my, in my work, I have noticed an, a huge increase in the amount of young athletes um some of my wellness clients, some of my friends' kids, um, having more anxiety, more depression, more um, trouble focusing, brain fog, like all of these things that have to do with with your mental health. and um, so, what I know now is, is how much what we eat and, and obviously lifestyle factors, you know, as well, um, like how we sleep and physical activity and so forth. But I think 80% of it is truly like what we put into our bodies, um, can, can affect the brain. The, The gut is considered the second brain. It communicates with the brain. So it makes complete sense that, you know what we eat turns into like systemically in the body um can affect our our mental health so i um i recently did an article on this because um i had just seen on linkedin another athlete had you know taken it his life and um and and even my oldest daughter who plays competitive volleyball and Um, you know, I just see the, the, the roller coaster, uh, the ups and downs. And, and again, there's lots of influences, but I truly believe that it's, it's really influenced by what we're putting into our bodies.
0: Yeah, for sure. The mental health in sports and amongst athletes is such a huge, huge issue and it does not get discussed enough.
1: You're right. It, it's definitely overlooked. Um, it's it's always about let's work harder, let's train longer, um, let's hire more strength coaches. And, and they completely overlook the psychological aspect as well as the nutrition aspect.
0: Mm, for sure. All right. We'll go into more details about that a little later. First, uh, we might just get to know you a little bit. Um, okay. And I'm just going to share some really quick questions and you can answer them as quickly as, as you can. First thing that comes to mind. Um, uh, so what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear um, the word book? Um,
1: so my, my favorite nutrition book of all times is by Dr. Mark Hyman and it's called Food, What the Heck Should I Eat? Oh, that's
0: a catchy yeah. title.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, it's so amazing and he does such a a good job of putting it in, um, practical terms. Uh, and so I, I reference it a lot and I tell people to get the book. Um, it just helps to really clear up a lot of confusion about food. And so,
0: um,
1: you know, I teach them that, but if they want another reference to have, then that's a great book to have on hand.
0: All right. We'll keep that in mind. Um, what about movie?
1: Pretty Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Julia Roberts as an actress, but like I, I probably should have said Aaron Brockovich because that movie <laughs> was a little bit more um, instrumental. And but I just two movies that I I
0: loved. Woman is still it's an enjoyable movie. It's a good time.
1: Yeah, yeah it's it's like you know the um, the girl that didn't have anything that that ends up you know with everything. So. What, what girl doesn't love that fairy tale?
0: <laughs> of course, the Cinderella story. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly.
1: What about podcast? Wellness Mama. Mm-hmm. I, I really, sorry, I should have said yours. But <laughs> um, no, I, I really love her podcast. She interviews a lot of great um, people in the wellness world, experts. And um, she has like six or seven kids of her own. Um, and so she doesn't just talk about like parenting and kids and how to feed your kids and so forth. It's, it's like all across the board. And, um, so I've, I've learned, you know, about a lot of products from that podcast and practical tips. And, and so I really enjoy that podcast.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like focusing on, um, the mother or the parent as a person, as opposed to just an extension of the child,
1: Totally. And she had her own like personal health journey that she struggled with. And um, you know, when, when you relate to that, like it, it makes you want to, to know more and listen, you know, more. So.
0: All right. Uh, Famous role model.
1: Well, I mentioned Dr. Hyman. I I really love him. Um, He's a physician, started off um, like he was very sick and went through the whole like standard medical system and, and, you know, was given pill after pill after pill. And, and that's kind of what sparked his journey as an integrative and functional medicine doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, with my husband being a physician, um, he's a family practice doctor. So it's, it's nice to have that neutral common ground between the two of us, because sometimes my husband and I will, We'll bicker a little bit about a certain topic because he's trained a certain way and and I am more, um, natural and holistic. And, um, so Dr. Hyman sort of clears up a lot of that for us. So (laughs) I would say he's, um, probably not famous, like a movie star famous, but in, in my world, he's famous.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, as long as he's famous to you, that's all that matters on this show right now. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) What about a course you've completed? Oh, my goodness, girl.
1: I'm, like, constantly doing courses and webinars. And um, I just did one yesterday called Biomarkers and, and mm-hmm. Athletes. And mm-hmm. so it was a lot about um, omega-3 status um, and how that helps athletes and hydration. And um, so, you know, even though, like, I have my basic knowledge, like, I'm constantly mm-hmm. trying to, to learn
0: more yeah plus
1: nutrition is always evolving and changing and and so it's hard to keep up sometimes
0: (laughs) it's good to always be learning though it's good to kind of be in that dynamic environment and that kind of thing absolutely
1: all
0: right i think we've gotten to know amy Ducks. yay (laughs) um Let's move on to I guess the meat of the episode now, which is about personal science and nutrition um and your specialty. Uh so I guess to start off very, very broad, how do you define personal development? What does that mean to you?
1: Personal development to me is is the definition of enhancing you. Um and however that looks like, you know, because everybody is so unique and So it could be enhancing your career, like I said, like the webinars and Mm -hmm. um, reading books and so forth, enhancing skills in something um, like I'm trying to learn how to play the guitar. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not going so well, but (laughs) um, enhancing your health um, and and your passions, you know, so Mm -hmm. and it's an ongoing thing. It's not... um, it's not stagnant. Like we should constantly be trying to become a a better version of ourselves every day. Um, So, you know, there's, there's definitely different components of personal development um, from a mental standpoint, from a physical Mm -hmm. standpoint, from an emotional um, you know, some people may spiritually like, so I think it looks different for everyone, but I think it's just about how, how can you enhance the things that you love and the goals that you have?
0: Mm. And what do you feel might be like the challenges with kind of enhancing yourself?
1: Uh, yourself? <laughs> like, you know, we kind of tend to get in our own way a lot of times. Um, I, I definitely am guilty of that. Um, there's that self doubt. There's that imposter syndrome. Um, and, and just, Letting, I guess, from a health and, and wellness standpoint, it's letting life get in the way because we tend to let our our personal health, physical health, sort of put on the back burner. It, it goes to the bottom of the list. You know, it's no longer a priority. And um, I, I, there's a quote: Henry Ford, "Obstacles are those frightful things you see when you take your eyes off your goal." And so that's, you know, in a way, like if we don't have something to work towards, um, and, and to have things that we're striving for and goals, especially like with my wellness clients and, and athletes, like then, then there's not as much purpose in life. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Intrusive thoughts are definitely such a big factor in, in yeah. affecting you getting your own goals. I've definitely been there. Uh, it's not easy to get through it's, I mean, it, it
1: is hard. It really is. Cause like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm trying to, to promote myself and, and what I believe is, is great for people and athletes. And, um, but there's definitely that like, oh, when I see someone else's Instagram feed and like,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, I should be doing more or better. Mm-hmm. Or it, it's, it, you can really get into your own head. And then, you know, it's, um, some days it's harder to stay motivated than others. And, and again, like there's lots of factors that, that are involved with that, but
0: yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I guess now kind of moving into your main focus with it, which is nutrition, what part does nutrition play, um, in all of this?
1: I I would say the main thing that I want people to think about with nutrition is that it equals energy. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we fuel our bodies with you know healthy foods and and the right nutrients, and um, we not only feel better, we have more energy, um, we sleep better, our our minds are healthier. Um, food literally breaks down into chemical message mm-hmm. messengers in the body, and so they the food we eat essentially tells our body what to do. So. Um, you know, do we are we fueling our bodies to to heal ourselves, or are we fueling our bodies to kill ourselves? And I know that's a morbid way of saying it, but um, you know, we have so many stigmas around food, and it it has become such a social thing, and it's marketed to us like crazy. And and most of the time, it's not the good stuff that's marketed to us. You yeah. know, we we have this um, backward system of promoting processed and convenience and fast foods that hurt our health versus promoting um, the the things that give us longevity and quality of life. and, And we make it more expensive. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I oh my it. god I yeah it is so expensive to buy healthy food it I mean, is it is
1: and you know you you really can eat healthy on a budget but most people don't know how to do that you know they don't know what canned goods to get what frozen foods to get and how to combine things to um you know to to make these healthier options on a cheaper you know budget so um it's tough it's a tough time right now
0: Yeah. And you were talking about how, like, it kind of provides you the energy. And I was just thinking, like, all that stuff you were saying about, like, working towards being the best possible you, there's so much energy associated with that. Like, it's labor and you don't even realize it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Food is literally the most powerful medicine that that you can have.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, well, you i mean you've already kind of discussed why it's so important to take care of our nutrition but maybe what should we be putting in our body um in order to in order to get that energy
1: sure um yeah like i was saying you know food can can either create inflammation which inflammation is what leads to disease mm-hmm. or it can help take care of inflammation in the body um, which leads to, like I said, health and, and wellness. And um, so deep down, I really think we we all know like what foods are probably good for us and what mm-hmm. foods aren't. Um, we have just been sort of brainwashed and we have so many other things going on that we we are okay with letting others tell us what to do and, mm-hmm. and letting you know, whether it's like a governing body, that's the food pyramid, you know, telling us what we should eat. And we, not that we don't think for ourselves completely, but when it comes to food, we, we kind of do, we just sort of push the easy button and, um, and go that route. And it's, it's totally understandable because it's, you know, kind of the times that we're living in, but I mean, everybody knows vegetables are good for you, you know, Mm -hmm. and, Um, they, they truly are like the earth's medicine, um, Mm -hmm. the most powerful drug. Like there's so many (laughs) nutrients and, um, and the beauty of them is that they're nutrient dense, but you know, they're not like calorie dense. So you can have a ton of them and they don't, they barely break down into sugar, you know? So, um, fruits are next. I mean, fruits are also have lots of vitamins and minerals, but, um, they do have fructose. So they, you know, they are a little bit higher in sugar. So I tend to, you know, try to tell people vegetables first, fruits Mm -hmm. second. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, you have like healthy fats. That's hugely important, which I'm sure we'll touch on this a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. because they have a lot to do with the brain. Um, so healthy fats like, uh, olives, olive oil, avocados, healthy fatty fishes like salmon and and mm-hmm. sardines and um nuts and nut butters and seeds and you know there's tons of healthy fats and a lot of people are scared to eat fat because they're afraid it's going to make them fat mm-hmm. and it's truly the opposite um eating healthy fats helps us to lose body fat actually um but back in the, what was it, the 80s and 90s, like <laughs> the sugar industry was, you know, they were the ones that were like saying fat was bad. And so yeah. they took fat out of foods and put sugar in it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Definitely those are, a massive those are
0: marketing campaign. Fat gets such a bad rep.
1: Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> it's making a comeback though. So that's good. That's um, true. And, and there's a lot of other foods too. I mean, you know, if you do eat meat, there's eggs and um, like lean proteins, like fish and, and chicken and turkey. And so, um, really you just kind of like almost have to pick options from each of those macronutrients, carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, and, um, combine those three and and you're looking at a pretty healthy combo of, of meals.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, In terms of like, you mentioned, you know, healthy fats are really good for the brain.
1: Are Mm -hmm. there
0: anything, is there anything else that you can get in food, like on a chemical level that is kind of really good for your brain?
1: Oh yeah. Um, And, and just, you know, for the record, I usually, I don't emphasize like foods as it contains these vitamins or these minerals or, you know, these fatty acids or whatever, because there's a disconnect with that. You know, people don't eat vitamin C, they eat an orange. And and so, um, I try to make it as practical as possible, but you know, if you, if you do want to get down to that, like, okay, so the healthy fats are like the omega three fatty acids. Those, those are huge for the brain. Um, the brain is actually made of fat and cholesterol, believe it or not, mostly, and so, uh, again, it makes sense to fuel it with, with those kind of Fat healthy fats. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so you have your omega threes. Um, magnesium is a great nutrient for the brain. Um, something I tell the athletes a lot is that magnesium is not always absorbed well in the gut. So, mm. um, taking an Epsom salt bath is a really good way to get magnesium because it soaks through the skin better than it does through the gut.
0: Right. Um,
1: Vitamin C is another um, big one for immunity for, um, you know, brain health, uh, all your B vitamins are crucial and, and vitamin D that's a big one too. Um, mm-hmm. that was one that we tested the athletes a lot and here in the Midwest it's, we have brutal winters sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so people's vitamin D levels drop quite a bit and, and it's almost, Best to get vitamin D through a supplement um, versus absorbing through food. So mm-hmm. vitamin D is another one. Um, selenium, zinc, and and selenium. I get selenium through eating two Brazil nuts a day. Like okay. I don't take a supplement for it. I just take it through through food because you know if you can get nutrients through food, that's. Food first, you know, mm-hmm. supplement second because supplement is supposed to be that, like what you're not getting from your food. Um, but anymore, like it's hard for us to get in all those nutrients that we need without actually taking like a multivitamin or yeah. an omega-three fatty acid. Um, so yeah, all of those nutrients, in in some scientific way, former fashion, um, can help with. Decreasing anxiety, decreasing mm-hmm. depression. Um, so I think, you know, obviously that's going to be super important for, for mental health.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and you mentioned that you like to put all of those ingredients or uh, chemical breakdowns in the context of food. So I guess what foods would you find that you mentioned Brazil nuts for selenium? Um, mm-hmm. I think we all know about fish for omega-3. Um,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And and, you know, not all fish are created equal. So Mm -hmm. I should say that, that, you know, there's the acronym SMASH, S-M-A-S-H, and it's salmon, mackerel, um, anchovies, um, sardines, and herring. Those are Mm -hmm. um, the fish that contain the highest amount of omega-3s. Those are some fish that we tend to not eat very often, you know, Mm -hmm. so you have to kind of figure out a way to to like, I make a sardine salad with capers and, and it's, I I enjoy that. Um, but salmon is probably the, the least offensive, you know, fish to, to eat. So, um, again, like I said, your, your healthy oils, um, coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil, avocado oil. Um, those are three really good ones. Um, let's see. Turmeric and curcumin, if you can, you know, if you eat curry, um, and certain Indian foods, those are going, that's a great compound for inflammation, for pain. So I always tell athletes like you should be, you know, using a curcumin supplement if you're not Mm -hmm. cooking with it, um, often, um, fermented foods. So again, the, the gut is the second brain. The, the gut creates neurotransmitters, Mm -hmm. um, which, again, are kind of chemical messengers to the brain. So things like serotonin, dopamine, GABA, all of those um, have something to do with the gut. And so fermented foods are going to help create a a healthy gut environment. So I'm sure you've heard of probiotics. Um, Those are going to be, you know, the healthy bacteria. And we tend to have way less healthy bacteria and way more of the bad bacteria in our gut or yeast Mm -hmm. because we're eating sugar a lot and sugar feeds those kind of bacteria. Um, So eating probiotic rich foods like kefir, um, drinking kombucha, um, uh, sauerkraut, uh, kimchi, you know, there's a, there's a Mm -hmm. lot of different fermented foods that you could kind of start tinkering around with and um, trying to add to your diet. Um, berries, berries have the darker, the berry, the more antioxidants it has. Um, so blueberries, you know, strawberries, blackberries, those are all really great. And those are actually, um, have less sugar than most other fruits. So again, a a really good fruit to have, um, actually coffee is, is really good. Um, (laughs) and I would say you have to probably try to find like a good coffee, you know, not yeah. like a, a cheapy one, but um, maybe an organic one or fair trade or um, something with good sustainable practices. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the caffeine in the coffee um, actually is, is, you know, pretty good for the brain as long as you don't have too much of it. So
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it helps to stimulate um, some of those neurotransmitters dark chocolate is another one mm-hmm. but again it needs to be a good dark chocolate um leafy greens you you cannot go wrong with you know throwing some spinach or kale in your smoothie or mm-hmm. having a salad and um even throwing it in your eggs like your scrambled eggs and eggs is another good one too because the yolk is healthy fat has choline um so eggs are great. And then the last one I would say is green tea. Um, some of the compounds in, in green tea have been shown to decrease anxiety, improve memory, um, and then just, you know, boost the brain functioning in general. So
0: I'm so glad you just named a whole bunch of foods that like I already really enjoy
1: <laughs> and have in my diet. <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: glad to hear that. It's one of the things I guess I'm really worried about is that I'm actually quite a picky eater. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm not, especially with vegetables and that kind of things, I'm not so much like there are some ingredients I straight up won't have, Yeah, but it's kind of more, I need them prepared in a certain way in order for them to be delectable.
1: And that's usually why people have those aversions to vegetables because mm-hmm. they've had a bad experience growing up. They're their mom overcooked the asparagus and it was mushy and, um, you know, what, whatever it might be, they just, they either haven't had it in an enjoyable way. Um, and they don't, or they don't know how to make it more palatable for them. But I will say this when, when you do start to reduce the, the overly processed foods, Um, Dr. Hyman calls them Franken foods because they're made in a lab, just like Frankenstein was, um, you know, those foods are, are basically chemicals, um, not real food at all. And, and they sort of trick the brain. They trick our, our palate because they're so hyper palatable. Yeah. Um, and we crave them, you know, we want more of them. I mean, hello, Doritos, like who doesn't love Doritos? Um, but my point is that when you start to, um, eat real foods and decrease those processed foods, your palate changes and you actually like, like I would eat a raw asparagus right now without anything on it. It doesn't have to have butter or salt and pepper or, mm-hmm. um, but you know, at first you, you probably need to, to make it a little bit better, but, um, you, you tend to start loving just the fresh taste of foods and you can tell a huge difference when you have the fake foods after you've gotten to that point
0: yeah definitely um I guess how would people kind of go about creating um a meal plan for example that might work for them you mentioned already you know vegetables first and fruits and then kind of like a hierarchy what's what should people be looking for
1: Um, so again, it's, it's kind of about, um, incorporating something from all those macronutrients. So the best, the best combination is to have some fiber, which comes from your vegetables or fruit, Mm -hmm. um, protein, which again, if you're, um, a carnivore, then you would have like, you know, a serving of fish or chicken, um, or whatever protein source you like. Um, and then, so, and then a little bit of fat sprinkled in. So, um, that could be salad dressing. It could be avocado on your salad. It could be nuts sprinkled in your quinoa or rice and, you know, lots of, lots of different options. But I usually tell people, I don't worry about calories so much because it's more about the quality of those calories that they're eating. And if they're putting the right combinations together, then they're, they're getting what they need. Um so I t- I tell them to take their plate, divide it in half, and one half is their vegetables. Um yeah. whatever vegetables they like. The other half, divide that in half, and then a fourth of it would be your protein. And the other fourth is kind of like the those like starchier foods. Like it could be rice or um some sort of noodle, um, you know, or fruit, and then you have your fat sprinkled in there. And so fat is a super dense energy source. Um, and then protein as well. So I use the example of if you were to take a cracker and put it on your tongue and don't chew it, what happens to that cracker? It literally like dissolves right there on your tongue and, Mm -hmm. and starts digesting. And so that's kind of what simple carbohydrates do in our body.
0: Right. But if yeah. you
1: put that piece of chicken on your tongue and left it, it would take forever to break down, right? And yeah. the same thing with, with fat, fat takes a lot longer. So when you combine those three macronutrients together, you have sustained energy, um, you, you're you satisfied, you know, it. you're not hungry every hour because, you know, most people tend to eat those crackers, cereals, pastas, like those simple carbs that that give us maybe a little energy right away, but then it doesn't sustain us at all. So, so that's usually like how I I try to teach people what foods belong in those categories. So, so that way, when I say, you know, if you want to lose weight, you should probably decrease the amount of carbohydrates that you're having per meal in, increase your, your fat intake and keep your protein consistent throughout the day um, then they'll know what I'm talking about. You know, they've Mm -hmm. been educated on what foods belong in those different categories.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess like for you, you know, your experiences are that you work with a lot of athletes, you have been an athlete yourself. Um, how do people, how can people kind of apply your advice in everyday life to kind of maybe increase their energy through the day? Regardless of their exercise level,
1: right? Um, so I'm all about adding in the good and not worrying about taking away the bad for now. So okay. typically, if um, you know, a- athletes tend to eat a lot of those convenience foods that are marketed mm-hmm. to them, especially like the protein powders and the protein yeah. bars and um, the energy drinks and and so forth. So. I don't start by trying to take that stuff away because then you, you lose them right away. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's more about um, maybe we try to add some water in. That's most important. And just do it right when you wake up in the morning, just go ahead and have two cups of water. Mm -hmm. That way you already start the day a little hydrated. Um, And, and then like, I don't know, like they're all different. And so um, I try to get to know them. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that way I can kind of say, okay, well, I know that you like having a sandwich, um, you know, for, for lunch every day. So how about you add, um, smash some avocado in with, with the mayonnaise or, or let's add a piece of romaine lettuce to that. And, you know, I just try to teach them subtle ways of incorporating some of those healthier foods. Um, and again, like if, if they like it, then, they'll start doing it
0: more More often. often. Um,
1: But, but also like sports can be very cutthroat.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: so it really kind of depends. There's um, like the concept of ripping the bandaid off. And so, you know, sometimes it's like, no, this is terrible for you. Mm -hmm. And I'll show them like, look at the ingredients and, you don't know what this is. You can't pronounce it. You definitely don't have it in your kitchen to cook with. Um, this is what it does inside your body. This is not what you need to fuel your performance. So when you put it into terms of this is going to make you slower, this is going to make you gain body fat, this is going to make you sleep horribly, you know, whatever terms that they connect with, um, they'll listen, uh, as, you know, especially if they want to get better at, at whatever sport. So, um again, it's, it's subtle. I just try to educate as much as, as much as possible. And, um, typically with any teams that I've worked with, I, I do that first, I'll give a presentation and sort of teach all of those basics. And, and I over communicate because I'll follow it up with handouts and with emails and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just to stress the importance of it. And it's really nice when you have Uh, coaches and staff that are around those athletes that support you and Mm -hmm. believe in what you're teaching their athletes. Um, And they kind of follow it themselves. Um, But the best thing is when they come to you and say, you know what, I stopped eating that bagel every day before training and my stomach doesn't hurt anymore. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's really just about taking... One thing and replacing it with something better, but making it in a way that you know that they're gonna notice, but not not in a way that um they feel deprived, I guess mm-hmm. you could say,
0: they're so it's like getting it. yeah, so it's like baby steps almost,
1: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. like um I, and small successes breed more success i'm a mm-hmm. I'm a huge believer in that i i have i used to be oh no, it's all or none. I used mm-hmm. to be very like drill sergeant militant, like, because I, I started off as a personal trainer and then life happened and I became a mom and, you know, like all this stuff and like just the more life experiences I've had has made me, um, I guess you could say just more realistic in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody has their own journey and, Um, that's why like, there's no one size fits all diet. Like there's good and bad about each diet that's out there. And the diet that's best for you is the one that you're going to follow and stick Mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. And, and so that, that's going to be different for everybody. Um, so anyway, I, I like to start with the basics and, and work my way into like, into more, you know, um, thorough, I guess, nutrition,
0: and um, what are those foods that you were telling people to just cut <laughs> to cut out immediately um
1: so like there were certain bars um that were just really processed and um there's a lot of ingredients that um will irritate the gut and and you know you have athletes that experience you know stomach like cramping and um Anxiety and, and things like that, like it's not just their nerds, it's like literally their pregame meal or their mm-hmm. little snack that they have beforehand or they're not recovering properly afterwards. So um like foods that are artificial, that have artificial ingredients, that's one thing. Like um I try to point out that you know artificial ingredients are not good for the body at all, not good for the brain preservatives Mm -hmm. um if a food has a shelf life that you know is like a twinkie like a hundred years or something crazy Mm -hmm. what do you think it's doing inside of your body (laughs) like your gut cannot break down those preservatives so um it ends up systemically causing issues down the road um like leaky gut syndrome or allergies um uh, you know so many so many people have have these like maybe it's IBS, like irritable bowel syndrome, or they have horrible allergies. And, and when you, uh, when you take away some of those, those foods, like it, it gets better. And mm-hmm. I was one of those athletes. Like I had tons of inflammatory issues and I, I chalked it up to being an athlete. I thought, well, I'm just putting my body, you know, through the ringer right now. And I'm going to have like patella tendonitis and plantar fasciitis and biceps tendonitis and and I had acne and I had stomach issues and I had allergies and, um, you, you go to an, an allergist for your allergies and you get medicine you go to a dermatologist for your face and you get medicine and, and that medicine's causing your gut issues and you go to a doctor for your stomach. And it, it is crazy that when I did change my diet, like all of those issues went away. So mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm a firm believer in, in not having, cause I grew up on a lot of processed foods. Um, you know, my mom was a, a single mom and, and worked. And, um, so, you know, we, we had the boxed mac and cheese and, and so forth. And,
0: yeah.
1: um, so, so yeah, I think, you know, when you avoid those foods that are not real, um, let's see what are uh, like fast foods. Um, mm-hmm fried foods um you know there's 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 a lot that like even nowadays like gluten is an issue um mm-hmm. you know we we've started changing the way that we do our wheat crops and we spray them with with roundup and glyphosate and um, and that causes a lot of gut issues as well and so you know I hate to be the the burden of of such bad news because you don't <laughs> want to take away people's bread and noodles yeah and- of course <laughs> You do kind of have to like be careful with those foods nowadays because mm-hmm. you know they they get put on the shelf pretty quick like and they don't allow them to to go through the fermentation process like they used to and um, and they're foreign in our bodies and so again our guts are like whoa I don't know what this is and and when it doesn't know what to do with something again like it can cause leaky gut or it'll store it as body fat. It'll just be like, I'll deal with that later. I don't know what this is. And, and so then you end up like gaining, you know, unhealthy body fat and, and your poor livers just trying to keep up with, you know, all the detoxification and chemicals. And so
0: anyway. Yeah. Well, speaking of that and speaking of, I guess, your experiences, um, I'd love to know more about what you personally have done, um, with regards to nutrition, especially in improving your mental health?
1: Yeah. Um, so I would say the, the very first thing, and I always tell clients, athletes, um, you need to take a probiotic because if you're not going to start doing everything perfectly, you know, to heal your gut. And so one of the things that you can add is, is to have a probiotic. Um, and there's lots of them out there. So, um, I, I, think it's okay to change them up because each probiotic has different strains of bacteria and, uh-huh. um, anyway, people, people will, they'll tend to take a pill easier than they will to add those probiotic rich foods into the right. diet. So yeah. we start with a probiotic. So, um, I, <clears throat> excuse me. So I, I take a probiotic and the other thing that I, I use all the time is a, is an omega three fatty acid. So. Mm -hmm. Um, that was huge, like with, with athletes that have had concussions or, um, just in general inflammation and brain health. So an an omega three fatty acid is another one. And, you know, they say if you eat fatty fish two to three times a week, then, then that will help. And that's true. But I still think having that extra insurance by taking an omega-3 is, is a good idea, especially, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're someone that, that is very active all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I use my supplements at night before I go to bed. Um, so I, when I brush my teeth, I take my supplements. So it's the same like process in my mind. So I don't forget Um, so that's one thing that I sort of started doing. And also I tell people to do that because some vitamins and minerals will cause a little bit of stomach issues or nausea, um, because, you know, maybe they need to be taken with food. Um, and so if you take them right before bed and then you go to sleep, then you tend to sleep through some of those feelings, I guess. So, so that's another thing that I do. Um, I, I cook at home, like, that that's huge. Like you just Mm -hmm. don't know what you're getting, you know, what foods they're cooking with, you know, whenever you eat out, I, I love to eat out and have someone else cook for me. Um, but it's always a good day for me when my family gets together at the table and, you know, we've, we've made a meal and, um, again, it's not all or none. It doesn't have to be like this gourmet meal or anything, Mm -hmm. you know, you can just, throw together a bag of salad and a rotisserie chicken and yeah and that's fine you know put some fruit on the side and you're good um so but that's another thing is just you know bringing dinner back home basically mm-hmm. and it's so hard because like every single night this week besides tonight we've had sport sports events because I have two daughters that that play mm-hmm. volleyball one's in track and um if i didn't prepare something, you know, earlier that day, then you're you're going to end up stopping somewhere and and eating out or getting fast food. and so planning ahead a little bit is is just huge. you know, on sundays i look at my week and i'm like, okay, i know that these two nights i am not going to be home to cook, so i'm going to cook something on monday and i'm going to make enough to make two other meals and you know, we might change it up a little bit by adding some different sauces or salsas or, um, you know, that taco night turned into nachos another night, like whatever yeah, it might yeah. be. But, um, you know, you, you cook once, you eat several times because it's just not practical to, to be in the kitchen to make every meal all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what else do I do? Um, I actually like to put... MCT oil in my coffee. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's the, the term is bulletproofing your coffee. Um, a lot of times I, I don't eat breakfast. Um, sometimes I will, but, um, it just depends and bulletproofing your coffee is a way of adding like some healthy fats into your coffee. And so it gives you energy and sustains you, you know, until you do have that meal. Um, And MCT oil is basically, it stands for medium chain triglyceride and it's a healthy fat made from coconut oil, Mm -hmm. but it's easier to digest than most other fats. So it's actually really beneficial for the gut and the brain. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, it can be utilized for energy pretty quick. like So especially if I'm going to work out in the morning, like I'll have a little coffee with that MCT oil Mm -hmm. and then I'm like, ready to that's my energy dream (laughs) right yeah um getting good sleep is is huge um i i turn off the screens i like always read a book before i go to bed at night um i try to get seven to eight hours of sleep every night Mm -hmm. and i drink tons of water um and and every time i eat i ask myself okay am i having a protein what vegetable can i have with this Um, and where's my fat. And, Mm -hmm. and so if I'm making a smoothie, then, then I make sure I have those components. Um, if I'm in a hurry and like I said, eggs are one of the easiest things for me to, to throw together Mm -hmm. and I'll just throw in some spinach and tomatoes or, you know, whatever I have, some asparagus, um, and just make sure that I have, have those, you know, fat fiber and, and protein in there. And, um, I, I don't know, I don't overthink it. I guess you could say, but it wasn't always like second nature for me. You know, Mm -hmm. I had to like, I I went to dietetic school and, um, it was very traditional and I've almost retaught myself because I feel like what I learned was, was antiquated. And, and now, um, you have to think outside of that box and, Mm -hmm. and sort of be your own doctor and dietitian
0: mm-hmm yeah for sure you have to listen to your body and kind of what it's That's saying right. um right. I just wanted to focus in on you mentioned a couple of words there that maybe our listeners might not be familiar with um probiotics is one I feel like there's a lot of misunderstanding or mystery around do you mind explaining that
1: sure <clears throat> I guess um the, the buzzword probably came out when um, the actress Jamie Lee Curtis started promoting Activia mm-hmm. um, as a way to help her go to the bathroom more often. And, um, but the more and more that we are studying gut health, the more and more we are realizing how important these um, good bugs or bacteria are for, for our overall health and for sure gut health. So, there's tons of different strains of, of bacteria. And the problem is that, again, you know, we feed the bad bacteria with the standard American diet and we kill the good bacteria, we kill the bad bacteria too with antibiotics. And so, we got to a point where we were over prescribing antibiotics for everything and we just totally killed our gut health. And, and so, then you kind of have to start proliferating those good bacteria again. Um, and like I said earlier, it, taking a pill, a probiotic pill is probably the easiest way to to get that going. Um, but so on the bottle of a probiotic, you're going to see like, what strains of the bacteria that are in that probiotic, you'll also see a number like 30 billion, and it'll say CFUs, and that's colony forming units. So um you know the more the better, right? The more strains of bacteria the better. Um and again, I think like what I usually do is is switch around. Like I'll take a probiotic, the same one for 2 to 3 months and then I buy a different brand and something completely, you know, different so that I'm making sure I'm getting a variety of of good bacteria in my gut.
0: Yeah. Definitely, um that does clear things up, I guess, so it's probiotics quite a bit. I know that's one that I've like logically I know what it means, but yeah, sometimes kind of conceptualizing it can be a little bit hard
1: absolutely, and again, like there's so many out there that it is kind of hard to to sift through and which one is the best and um i I, I will say that um there's a spore-based probiotic. Um, Lots more brands are are going this route now because our GI system is pretty, it's pretty rough. It's, there's lots of acids. And um, so sometimes it's hard to, to really get um, absorption of some of these, you know, supplements and probiotics. And so if it can make it through the gut and get into like our small intestine, and um, then, you know, it's going to be, better. And so those spore-based supposedly can get further down into our guts Mm -hmm. um, before they um, proliferate, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So the spore-based is a good option to start with.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, You mentioned a lot of different practices with regards to how to improve your nutrition, um, with regards to mental health. Did you want to pick maybe one of them and mention three good things about about what that has done for you it's it's hard to
1: pick just one um but a combination of a few yeah well i mean i i always start with uh, like rethinking your drink um (laughs) because i think that you know we we drink sodas we drink um flavored sparkling waters whatever it might be um our coffee drinks like some of the Starbucks drinks have mm-hmm. triple the amount of sugar in them that you should be having in a day. Um, and so I, I tend to start with that and, and I've seen it happen so many times, like especially with women that want to lose weight, but they're drinking diet Coke all the time
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you replace the diet Coke with water and it makes all the difference. They lose 20 pounds like that. And diet Coke is supposed to be calorie free, but it, it's really, it does the same thing in the body as regular soda does because it tricks the brain and thinking that it's having sugar. And so you still release insulin and insulin is the fat storing hormone. So, um, unfortunately everybody like diet soda is not any better for you. <laughs> so I just think, you know, water is involved in every bodily process and we tend to, to be, dehydrated most of the time. And so if we could just do that one simple thing and try to hydrate ourselves, um, then you're gonna do your your brain, your body, your joints, like because the body is made up of a ton of water. So anyway, I would say that's the simplest strategy to to start off with. Um and there's so many people that are like, I don't want to go to the bathroom that much. But you know, your body has natural ways of detoxifying and going to the bathroom is one of the ways that it does that. So it's Mm -hmm. not a bad thing. Um, if you're that busy that you can't drink water and go to the bathroom, then you need to reevaluate what (laughs) is going on. (laughs) So I, that would be one big thing. Um, and, and really for me personally, it was, um, cutting back on those gluten, foods. Um, it was really causing inflammation for me. Um, and at the time I thought I was eating right because, you know, I was eating, um, low fat pasta and cereal and, um, you know, sandwiches and, but it was, it was destroying me. So when I eliminated, um, Gluten, and I still have it every once in a while, it sneaks in and it's not like I'm, I'm not super strict. I, I follow the 80, 20 rule, like 80% of the time I usually do the right thing and I want to take care of my body, but 20% of the time I want to have fun and do, you know, yeah. if I want to have a glass of champagne with my oysters, then I'm going to, or, um, you know, have a piece of regular pizza instead of the... The cauliflower crust kind, and so I I think that's a more practical approach to um to sustainability of mm-hmm. whatever your eating style is. Yeah,
0: it's about um, balance.
1: It is. It is. Yeah. And I don't know that we ever find balance a hundred percent um mm-hmm. in in all the aspects. It's a goal, right? It's mm-hmm. that it's that personal development. we yep. our goal is to work towards a balance somewhere. So.
0: For sure. Um, you've already mentioned that like one of the biggest challenges with personal development in general is yourself. Um, what are kind of more specifically the challenges associated with eating healthier?
1: Um, time, time is Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things. Um, people just are so busy now. They, um, again, it's not a priority to, mm-hmm. to cook at home um, again we push the easy button so um, time would be the biggest factor um, not knowing so just not being educated on on what um, they should choose because again what what is being pushed at us and marketed is is not always the healthiest but um, you know we tend to, to to go with with what we're being told you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then budget is probably another thing. Like we mentioned earlier, um, I think eating organic is expensive, you know, um, buying the healthier groceries. It just seems like Mm -hmm. it's, it's way more expensive. And, um, again, I'm so frustrated with that because why, why are we making foods that can cause disease and illness cheap? for us to buy Um, Mm. when, when don't you want everybody to be healthier and not have disease? Like you should be promoting, you know, the healthier stuff and make it more affordable. So um, those would be the three main, main challenges is, is yeah, time and, and education and
0: um, money. Mm. And I think the thing about, uh, I, I don't know if this is the case in America. It's definitely the case in Australia is that, yeah, you know, if you continue to buy processed food or you continue to eat out, that money still adds up and then it still ends up being more expensive than eating healthy and cooking at home. It
1: sure does. And and I do try to point that out to people is that, listen, you either pay for wellness now or you pay for illness later. So yeah. if, if you don't have time to invest in yourself right now or the money to buy healthier groceries, then you're going to have to find time to go to the doctor and to pay for medical bills later and medicine. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, it's your choice to be proactive or to be reactive. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, most people don't take it that seriously until like, people don't know what their health truly is until it's gone until they lose it. Yeah. And that's when they get serious about it, you know, and um, it's unfortunate. And like, Like I told you earlier, my husband's a doctor and he literally like quit patient care and went into advocacy and administration to try Mm -hmm. to change that because he could not stand the fact that they weren't given enough time with their patients to truly help them, to educate Mm -hmm. them, to, to get to the root cause of what, what is going on. We, we tend to put a bandaid on it and, Mm -hmm. um, we'll, Not get good sleep, and so we drink coffee and energy drinks all day, and then you know we we like are sad or mad, and so we candy and chocolate, and and, (laughs) you know to to counteract that. And we're we're constantly like in this like vicious cycle with ourselves, and and so we just have to like I don't know, we just have to try (laughs) just pick something pick one thing and and just you know try try to do something good for yourself every day and that's kind of what I uh, what I go by what what can I do today that I know is good for me um and and that's as if I've focused on that and I do it then you know I'm happier
0: Mm. yeah I think that's really good advice because I I know for me personally is that you know, I've got my mental health ups and downs. I've got my own issues, and sometimes when I'm going through a bit of a rough patch, I have my crutch foods that are not very healthy that I tend to rely on just to have that kind of really quick release of serotonin and get me kind of through maybe the next few hours or so. Um, Absolutely. How how do people kind of get themselves out of that habit? Because I'm sure I'm not the only one.
1: Right, right. Oh goodness, I mean, everybody's so different that. But- um, you know, it's really hard to say like one thing, um, you know, so like I said earlier, I try to get to know people a little bit and like, what, what is triggering, you know, the habits, um, cause a lot like women will around their cycle, you know, that's when they are craving the chocolate, um, or they are in this habit of having, to little cookies with their coffee at their coffee break, you know, every single day. And um you know, it's really just about kind of looking at what your habits are and and then changing the environment somehow <laughs> to to trigger, you know, something else and or removing yourself from from that environment or replacing it with with something that is maybe a little bit better for you. And Um, you know, I, I can't say a hundred percent, like how you stop doing that, because again, it could be your 20% and the other 80% you're kind of making up for it. So, um, I try to tell people to look at the big picture Mm -hmm. because if you do start to like make yourself feel guilty and get down on just that, that one thing, you know, that's not good for you either. Yeah. So, um, just, be like, okay, well, I did that, and now I'm going to do um, something that's good for me and kind of make up for it because it, it sort of evens out over the week.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. That is, I guess, like, it's almost like, you know, you mentioned that eating the cookies with your coffee, you could replace the cookies with something healthier that is still yeah something you enjoy for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I love um, dark chocolate-covered almonds with sea mm-hmm. salt. Okay. And, yeah. and so it does like, sound delicious. <laughs> one of the things that one of the strategies is, um, I, I mean, I'm in control of the groceries, so mm-hmm. I just make sure it's not here. Right. If, I, if it's not here, I can't have it, you know? And mm-hmm. so um, another thing that I do is because a lot of people will kind of be snacky at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, there's a nighttime tea that I really love. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that's sort of not an indulgence, but it's a like it feels good. It's, right. it's yeah. warm. It, it. I like it. It, it relaxes me. Um, and so that's something that I will do too and mm-hmm. kind of drink a tea instead of eating something that's not good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I will say is that if you are, again, eating the right foods, getting the right combination of foods, like you tend to not want that's, you don't, you don't crave it like you used to, you know, mm-hmm. your, your brain doesn't need that sugar fix or that caffeine fix or, you know, whatever your, your vice, I guess you could say <laughs> is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Um, and again, if you're having like those, those Franken foods, then it's not even a matter of will, willpower. Like mm-hmm. it's truly chemicals that are controlling, you know, your brain and making you crave those. And, um, and then we usually go for them again and then we create that same roller coaster, so.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now, you kind of mentioned, you know, doing something good for yourself every single day. Do you set up a certain time to do it or do you take it day by day? How do you go about this?
1: I used to be a little more regimented with that. Um, like, you know, I had a certain workout time or, um, I, I would, uh, I don't know, like I would, I would try to like get up earlier than everybody else so I could have my coffee outside and, and do my, you know, sort of like a meditation, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. but for me, it was just setting intentions for the day. Um, mm-hmm. I try to prepare everything that I can the night before because it makes me own my morning a lot more.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm,
1: I'm just, when I go to bed at a decent time, wake up early, I I'm so much more productive and I get a lot more done in the morning and it really is empowering and motivating for the rest of the day. Um, so that's, that's kind of what, what I do, but, um, that doesn't always happen that way because like I said, life gets a little crazy and mm-hmm. you know, I've got a middle schooler that has to be at school. Um, we leave at six forty-five oh in goodness. the morning to get yeah. her there. And then my, my fifth grader doesn't have to go to school until eight forty-five. So there's literally like a two hour period. Yeah. Between the two. And that sort of rocked my world a little bit because, um, I don't know. I just, it just. I was so used to them going to school at the same time and then I had like my routine. And, um, so what I've tried to do is, um, in between that time I either work out or I'm working and doing emails and, and catching up that way. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I think you just have to adapt. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's good to have like healthy habits, but you also have to be, um, uh, you have to have give yourself some grace because you know life is going to to throw some curveballs at you.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess, based on your kind of experiences, do you have any kind of recommendations on other kind of practices to combine with what you've mentioned so many um, over the kind of course of this, um, mm-hmm. but also like how maybe you could improve or any improvements that you could see? happen?
1: Um, well, so this is kind of how I approach um, my wellness clients is, so I look at all the different areas of wellness. Um, so we talk about sleep and I give, like, like I said, I, I do a thorough like health history and, and we have a, a meeting before we even start. And I, you know, kind of open-ended questions, kind of get to know them. And um, so after we've, we've met and I've kind of thought about what I think will help them the most is I go through all of those aspects of wellness and I give suggestions. So if it's sleep, you know, I'll, I'll tell them like, you need to quit working at 1030 at night. You know, your laptop Mm. is, is not good for you. Um, Your bed is for sleeping. Um, maybe it's to have that nighttime tea or to stop drinking water, you know, 30 minutes before bed, because you're going to get up and go to the bathroom, you know, in the middle of the Mm -hmm. night and your quality sleep is more important at that point. Um, so anyway, I will give them all the suggestions that I think that they can apply and help them within that like sleep category. And then with nutrition, again, everybody's different. So, um, I I try to make it as practical as possible and like, okay, well, you're, you're getting takeout every day for lunch. Mm -hmm. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start, um, you're going to go to Whole Foods and you're going to get like the salad bar and you're going to get a bunch and you're going to divide it up, you know, when you get home and you're going to take these salads and, and you're going to get this smoked salmon from Costco and you're going to put that in there. Like, you know, I just try to give practical suggestions. Um, that that they can use. And same thing with physical activity. Like I said, I started off as a personal trainer. So, um, I, I will send them workouts or, um, movement breaks. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, like, you know, there's, there's some awesome women that are like CEOs and, and they're amazing and they love their work and they're they're I think it's awesome, but, I try to make that, like I said, tell them to set an alarm on their phone and every two hours they have to get up and do squats or go take the stairs or walk around the block or do dips on your desk or like, you know, I, I figure out a way to incorporate movement somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's always nice because it gives them, you know, a little energy boost. And, and again, even a workout doesn't have to be all or none. If you do like, five of those movement breaks a day or four, like you're, you're getting reps in, you're moving muscles, you're, you're doing something. So, um, it, it's bite size and it's easier for them to, okay, I can take five minutes, but I can't take an hour, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's really like, it is very individualized, I would Mm -hmm. say. Um, I mean, there's a lot of, like I told you earlier, like the getting good sleep, moving your body daily, reading books, um, taking your omega threes and your probiotics and and maybe a, a multivitamin or, um, so there's a lot of like, yes, everybody should be doing these, but when you apply that to people's real lives, like you do have to get more specific. So. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, and I guess putting things into very usable and accessible terms really, really helps people take those steps, even if they're baby steps. Yep.
1: absolutely. And like I said, once they started, maybe it's 2 to 3 weeks and they start feeling a difference, then that motivates them to to keep doing it, you know, mm. and to where it eventually becomes that lifestyle habit. So
0: mm. Okay. Cool. Uh thank you so much for telling us about your practice. And um with nutrition sure. and mental health, this next segment is kind of we call it the open mic segment where you can just talk about anything you're passionate about that doesn't have to be related to the topic and it's all on you. Okay. Well,
1: that's fun. Um, let's see. One thing I love is writing. I actually, Mm -hmm. you know, I've had people approach me about creating, helping create content for me. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, no way I love (laughs) to write. And so I'm going to, I'm going to create my own content and, you know, someday I want to write a book and I don't even know if it will be about nutrition. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I just love writing. And, um, I, I write articles or I did for soccer today.com. Um, so that was, that was fun because I got to share both passions of writing and, and nutrition. So that's definitely one thing that, that I'm, I'm pretty passionate about. Um, again, I love to read, um, reading to me, if it's an educational book, you know, again, that personal development, you're, you're learning, it's enhancing whatever you're doing in your in your career or life. Um, but I also like to read like cheesy books that <laughs> um, take me a day to read because they're like so easy to to get through. And it's food like, for the soul. Yes, exactly. Um, and and I had stopped reading those kind of books forever. I was mm. I was constantly like there's so many nutrition books out there that I wanted all of them and I'm a tangible person. So I like to have, I like to have the book. I'm not going to mm-hmm. read on, on a tablet or whatever. Mm-hmm. I spend enough time on, on a screen. So, um, and then we, I was telling you, we bought that little RV or, um, sprinter van and my husband and I went a few hours away with our dog, one of our dogs, and we tested it out just to make sure like, Okay, we, we can figure this out. We know how to, you know, hook up the water and the electrical. And yeah, and so I had this book that a friend had given me, and I hadn't touched it. You know, it had been weeks, and but I took it with me on that little weekend trip, and I could not put it down. Yeah. And so I was like, I forgot how much I love these just no brainer, no nonsense, you know, kind of it, whether it's a, a mystery or a love story or whatever, like. So that is one thing that I I like. I like reading those kind of books. Um, What
0: book was it?
1: um, It was called Verity, V-E-R-I-T-Y. It's by Colleen Hoover.
0: Oh, I've Um, heard of that author. She's quite popular at the moment. Yeah, yeah.
1: it was awesome. So um, that's another book that I I would recommend. But um, I love to play volleyball. That was my sport in college. Um, That sport gave me so much in life because, you know, I was small rural, small town girl, um, poor family. Um, but, but being good at a sport to where you got a scholarship for college, you you traveled all over, you met some of the best friends of your life, like, Mm -hmm. and it's like instant family, you know? And So I just, that's one of the reasons why I do sports nutrition is because I want to give back to sports because it taught me so many life lessons and, um, was just such an amazing experience. So, um, I still play volleyball, I play sand volleyball in the summer. I play women's and co-ed and, um, I, that, that is in my heart, soul, blood, everything. Like I will love that sport until I die. (laughs) Um both of my girls play and it gives me, you know, great pride to see them playing. That must be
0: incredible to see them play the same sport that you did growing up.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I tried not to like push it on them. I tried not to force anything um, and just encourage. And we've tried soccer, we've done basketball, we've done other things too. Um, But of of course, if I'm playing it and and I know how to teach them, then you know naturally they're going to to kind of veer towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's another thing I love to do. And then traveling, yeah. I we we love to travel. We love to see new places. We love to um, get to know the culture wherever we go. Um, try the food. Like we're huge foodies. Um, and and like I think it teaches our kids more than honestly what academia does so Mm -hmm. um yeah so that that was that's most of the things that i (laughs) I do in my spare time
0: (laughs) what do you have any trips planned um let's see
1: one of our friends is um having a big birthday um so we're we're gonna go to florida um the miami fort lauderdale area that'll be nice you know rented a house and so that'll be fun. Um, let's see, our fifteen-year wedding anniversary is coming up, so oh, wow. we're we're trying to figure out. Like, I really want to go to um, Greece um, mm-hmm. and just the Mediterranean area in general mm-hmm. because um, I'm I'm fascinated by really the the culinary culture like Mm -hmm. the Mediterranean diet is amazing probably the one of the best diets that you could you know follow and you would be healthier because of it so um and it tastes so
0: good too like it's you know you cannot complain about it
1: absolutely yeah so um so that, but we don't have anything specific planned for that. And then we're going to go to California to see um, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law and my two nephews at some point. We literally bought tickets for all four of us to go. And then um, we're like, oh no, we can't go during those dates. Like, you know, Parker has track meets and there's this mm-hmm. club volleyball tournament and like Jared has a work conference. And oh, so no. unfortunately yeah. life does great get in the way yeah sometimes
0: sometimes you book tickets and then things just happen it's definitely a problem especially now after we haven't traveled so long and then travel plans fall apart and it's just even more heartbreaking I know
1: know. (laughs) wasn't meant to be that's the way I look at it like okay
0: there'll be another time hopefully yeah for sure um now good luck first of all, for um, the anniversary trip. I hope you do get to go to Greece and the Mediterranean.
1: It, it won't be on our anniversary, but maybe someday. So. Maybe
0: someday, yeah, for sure. Um, just to close off, we've got a couple of questions from our audience that they've sent in um, okay. that uh, hopefully you'll be able to answer. I <laughs> um, so too. and uh so i guess the first one that we got is what advice do you have for people we already discussed this a little bit but what advice do you have for people who resort to comfort foods as a means of coping with mental health struggles oh gosh um
1: again it's I, i mean this this is a psychology that um probably goes way back for whoever, you know, it is. Um, I, I actually, um, again, it's, it's not taking that food away. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously you have to understand what is triggering them to eat those foods. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and really seeing if you can help that first before you even get to the nutrition part, like what, what is the reason why you're, you're, you're doing this, you know? And um, it's funny because I majored in, first I went pre-med because I wanted to be a psychiatrist mm-hmm. and um, I wasn't the best at the time at time management skills and yeah. was playing volleyball and traveling and, you know, my scholarship for volleyball was like, that's why I was there at that school. Right. And,
0: yeah.
1: Um, but I ended up majoring in psychology um,
0: mm-hmm. and psychology
1: minoring in psychology and then majoring in exercise science and diet is so much psychological. It really is. Um, and so I, I don't even think I can answer that like with a specific thing because I would, I would really try to work through what is causing, um, you know, them to, to go towards those comfort foods. Mm -hmm. Um, teaching them to to do something else besides eating the comfort foods. So right. take yep. a bath, go for a walk, mm-hmm. um, call a friend, read a book, um, what, whatever, you know, I would ask them activities that they enjoy or, or things that mm-hmm. they love and, um, would see if we could kind of break that cycle, um, with incorporating something that's non-food related, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, like I said, incorporating foods that are better for them. And, you know, maybe it's teaching some portion control too. So if they do go towards those comfort foods, look, you can still have them, but let's not have the whole bag or, yeah. or whatever. Let's just, yeah. you know, make a in certain moderation. size, put it in a bowl, take it away, put it up. Yeah. And then you're, you're still having it, but you're not overdoing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's hard to cut those out sometimes, but it's good to make changes in moderation to kind of help you yeah. wean away from those um, unhealthy habits.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, like I was saying that when you do start to incorporate some of those better things and maybe you're taking a probiotic or, you know, things shift a little bit. yeah, And and so that alone might might change that um pattern of you going towards you know those comfort foods whenever you're stressed or
0: anxious Mm -hmm. yeah definitely all right the second question is how can an individual think more positively when it comes to their body image
1: um that is a great question and um i'm sure it's one that a lot of people have oh my goodness absolutely (laughs) um You know, and we're our worst critic and we look in the mirror and we see, we sometimes see only the bad. And, Mm -hmm. and so it's practicing gratitude. It's, it's thinking, changing your thought process on, um, okay, well I am thicker than what I want to be. No, you're actually, your body is strong and, Mm -hmm. and look what it allows you to do. You know, um, Would you would you talk that way that you talk to yourself to your best friend? No, probably not. So you have to start talking to yourself the same way that you would, you know, your best friend. Um, I'm a big believer in in books, podcasts, um, things that that sort of relate to what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Um, So you know, I was telling you my my oldest daughter. She's she's a teenager. She's you know like the whole peer pressure of how you should look and what clothes you should wear and your hair and and like I didn't raise her to care about you know beauty to me is within mm-hmm. um, it's being a kind human it's um, there there's lots of things that involve um, being beautiful and smart like. We emphasize, you know, just, um, being kind, being, doing the best you can in school and, um, learning as much as you can. Um, but I will say that like, I send her a daily quote that, that has to do with, with positive thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just those like subliminal messages of, um, just thinking, happier thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it's like when you tell your child, like they're having nightmares and like, you know, you have to change the way they think before they go to bed, which is another reason why we've always read books before bed, because Mm -hmm. I think it sets the tone for, you know, that subconscious dreaming or, um, having good sleep because you feel that, that security and, and just good vibes.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely cutting through that kind of negative self-talk with something positive, even just yeah, hearing that from I mean, the outside can make such a huge difference.
1: Right, right, and finding good support like you—you you have to have a team on your side. Um, and and if somebody's making you feel bad or whatever, dumb, I don't know, like then you—that's that's. that's not good for you you know you've got to find that support group that team whether it's your your doctor your counselor your who your best friends like whatever it might be like community is huge and um having support you know from from someone makes a big difference
0: Mm. um final question is um I drink a lot of coffee and I don't think it's very good for my brain. How do I kind of manage my coffee usage because I need it to stay awake um, in order to, I guess, stop being so anxious and overthinking everything?
1: Well, I mean, coffee can – too much coffee, you know, <laughs> caffeine can cause anxiety mm-hmm. and it can cause you to um, – not sleep well. And so then again, there's that refueling with more coffee the next day because you didn't sleep well. So um, you know, I I you replace it with something that's non-caffeinated. You um focus on your sleep routine and you know you drink those two glasses of water when you first wake up and maybe you put some lemon in there because lemon kind of helps to detoxify the liver and um Again, like people think that they are dependent upon these these energy drinks and coffee and so forth, but when they start incorporating some of the right things, they they truly don't need it. Or maybe you have a tea, you know, an uh, an herbal tea or a tea that has less caffeine than coffee, and so you're still because sometimes again, it's just about the ritual.
0: Um, mm-hmm. it's
1: not that you need the coffee. You just love having it because I, I am guilty of that. Like I love, I'll have my cup in the morning. If, if it's a like hard day, I might have a cup and a half or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the afternoon, my husband and I like, cause he started working from home during COVID. And, um, we sort of got into this habit of having an afternoon cup of coffee or an espresso mm-hmm. or, um, and guess what? We might have a, a dark chocolate truffle with it or yeah. so that's that, you know, we had to like, I had to start cutting that out because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it was just about the ritual. than it was, I didn't need it. I just wanted it because I was so used to doing it. And, mm-hmm. um, and it was a, a bonding time for us, you know? So, um, we just started trying to like, let's go for a walk instead or, um, or we just had a little coffee, but didn't have the truffle with it. You know, you just just sort of change. Uh, You, 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 you got to start somewhere. you got to do something. You can't, it's, it's not going to change on its own, you know? So, um, and, and again, everybody's different. So what, what might work for one person may not work for the other, but, um, there's lots of people that tend to, to drink coffee throughout the day. Um, and I have found that, kind of like alcohol, like if you have a drink of coffee or alcohol and you have a cup of water in between, um, you tend to drink less of whatever that, that other drink is.
0: So it's kind of, again, what you've constantly been saying, uh, about kind of making baby steps, but actually taking that step.
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just have to start and and you'll feel better for doing it people don't like to change you know they get very comfortable with with what they're doing um but but when they do start to work towards a better version of themselves like they'll feel so much better physically and mentally
0: um that brings us to the end of our show um amy thank you so much for joining us today I love
1: talking about this stuff. So, yeah, I appreciate you having me. I really, um, I'm always thankful to be able to spread the word if I can. You know, like, I, my husband will hit me, he'll elbow me because I'll be in the line at the grocery store and I'll have to tell someone in front of me, like, did you know that this, is like, this causes gut issues or whatever it might be? Like, I just cannot shut up about it because i feel like i was put on this earth to to help people to make them feel better to you know and they don't have to listen to me but at least i feel better (laughs) about telling them
0: yeah definitely well thank you for converting everyone
1: (laughs) very slowly (laughs) very slowly, one person at a time
0: (laughs) you've been listening to self-improvement atlas the personal science insights podcast produced by lmsl the life management science labs for more episodes like this from 10 different life management perspectives, search LMSL on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, so you can get updated on everything we have to offer. We have a wide range of topics readily available for you to check out. If you enjoy this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps us grow and bring you more quality resources. More of our work can also be found on our website at pe.lmsl.net, where you can join our movement. I'm Aditi Kutti, thanks for tuning in.